Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, it's Caroline Stephen here. It is an X, X-rated episode today on Talking Trading. Recently, Louise Bedford from Trading Game received an email that said, why do you spend so much time supporting female share traders? There aren't that many of them anyway. We can imagine what Louise said about this. And in today's episode, she's going to tell you herself. And we also hear Chris Tate's perspective on this email comment. And he looks at the differences between female and male share traders and their overall results. And he also can't help himself. And he shares what he thinks of males who don't support females. And our special guest today, business coach Maureen Pound from Communicate with Greatness, talks from her perspective on the patterns that she sees between the sexes when it comes to making money. And how in her experience, women can sometimes set limits on themselves. All in all, it is an X, X-rated episode. I hope you enjoy. This is literally an email I received. Why are you spending so much time supporting female traders? There aren't that many of them trading anyway. Well, I want to answer this on this talking trading segment. You see, that is why I'm supporting female traders, because I do want to see more females trade. For the first time in history, there are no shackles on you as a woman. You can do anything you want to do and be anything that you want to be. So many of us have an independent streak and it's time we took flight. We start our own trading business because we're either longing for something more or maybe we're called to something greater. I remember being in my 20s when I had a real job. I was always coming up with new ideas and I thought there was something wrong with me. It seemed like they weren't respected and I felt that I was different. I felt like I should try to fit in and even though I did love my job, I knew I wasn't getting that independent streak of mine satisfied. As a trader, I set the rules. I call the shots. For the first time in history, women can do anything they want, but I think the scary part is we don't know how. There aren't many females in positions of power, so we try to model ourselves on the values of power and dominance and crushing the competition that just seems so appealing to males. I'm here to tell you, though, that you can stay true to your inner values. My core values of love, inspiration, 
and nurture have guided me, and they're all I need to set my course and determine my trajectory. And your inner values will help set your course too. What are your three core inner values? Let them guide you. As a female trader, I urge you to be true to your vision, be true to your values, and draw on the support of other women who are the ones that you choose to emulate, rather than the ones like, goodness knows who, Kim Kardashian, who sweep into our vernacular and are held up as images of unattainable, one-dimensional beauty without substance or depth or achievement. You choose who you let into your role model group, who your mentor is. When we stray off the path, it can feel like we're unsafe and we can feel that in our gut. We can feel that in our body as women. And I'll tell you why. From an evolutionary biology point of view, we know for women especially, to grow, we must first feel safe. Back in the caves years and years ago, if we had have strayed from that path, if we were different, if we had have tried new ideas that were outside the realm of what the tribe accepted and cherished, we would be banished. And that would mean certain death, not only for ourselves, but also for our children. And because of that, it's easy to see why now we can feel that in our gut when we try something different. And it's also easy to see why people can rise up against us as a woman for trying something different. You might be told by members of your family or your neighbours or the other mothers from school that, what are you doing that for? Don't you think that that's scary? Trading's gambling. Aren't you feeling that your husband can provide enough for you? But remember women are more likely to end up alone in this life. If you don't fight for your vision, who will? It's up to you to stand strong. And that's why I feel so strongly about reaching out to my female traders. If you're enjoying these Mind Power segments and you'd like another topic that I haven't covered yet, covered, please do email me. I want you to tuck in tight. I want to be your strength if you need that in your life. My direct email, it goes to me. It doesn't go to a personal assistant and I answer every email individually is louise at tradinggame.com.au. I'll just mention that again because if you're driving along, you're going to want this to stick in your mind. louise at tradinggame.com.au. I want to hear from you. I want to give you support. I want you to stay strong and stay loyal to your inner values. Focus on your trading education so that you can be fulfilled, call the shots and really round out those aspects to your personality that you haven't given voice to. Speak out. These are not minor issues. You determining the trajectory of your life could never be a minor issue. Focus and you can live the trader's life. Hey 
Hey, this is Linda Rashke, uh, trading in the markets for 35 years, and I just wanted to mention that I uh, have listened to Talking Trading, and I know they interviewed uh, two good friends of mine, Peter Brandt and uh, Jack Schwager, and I, I wish them all the best. Now let's hear Chris Tate's views on the email that Louise received, that there aren't that many female share traders, so why do you spend so much time supporting them? Let's hear his thoughts now. There is an implication in there that probably needs to be addressed first, and that is that there aren't that many female traders. The, the, the question I would respond with is, who says? If, if we take, let, let's take the overall, let's, let's take the expression money manager. So let's, let's remove the trading component. I can guarantee you, that nine out of every 10 households have their budget and monetary affairs run by the woman in the house, not the man. So, again, it's it's like when I was at high school, I always used to have a physics teacher who would be constantly harping on me, first define your terms. Well, when you get an email like that, the bottom line is first define your terms. Yes, women are not overrepresented in financial markets, but that is changing uh, there was a time when women were not overrepresented in, say, the STEM subjects, you know, science, technology, engineering, and maths. That's now changing. The, the majority of entrants to medical schools are now women. If you look throughout Eastern Europe and particularly throughout parts of Asia, entrants into STEM courses are now half women. So what you're seeing is a fluid situation. It might also be an Again, we're back to this notion of variant perception that women might just be too sensible to want to go into professional money management and might just want to do it themselves uh, away from other people. It's a nice perspective. Well, simply because money management by itself as a career, and I, I speak from you know, very, very long experience in this field, is by and large full of dickheads, and it just is. I've never had a profession before where I've gone to throw someone out a window because they're such a dickhead. Money management is, unfortunately, like that. Corporate Australia is like that. So they might just make the decision that, well, what I'm going to do is my own thing, and that way I don't have to be part of uh, this environment of idiocy. But what we do actually know about women who do manage money professionally is that they are... on whole, more successful than the men who do it, to the tune of about anywhere between 075 and 1.5% per annum better. Doesn't sound like much. Stick that in a compounding calculator and see the results you get after 10 years. They're vastly different. They tend to show lower volatility, so their drawdowns are less. Whether this is linked to just being more sensible, less dickheadery, less testosterone, don't know. But the point I will make is my observation, and this is a little test I've run in our mentoring program, is that men have a compulsion to act before they think or before they fully understood the situation or the instructions they've been given. We are just compelled to do something because we believe activity of any sort is worthwhile. We're caught up in our own perception of noise. And there are some very, very entertaining videos on the internet of situations where both men and women have been separated 
They've both been given the identical set of instructions. The first instruction is please read all instructions before continuing. The women read it, get down to the last instruction, and the last instruction is ignore everything on the list and sit there. Men read, men read that. They do not read through to the end. They see the first instruction as put on lipstick and put a chicken's head on. So they do that. They then proceed through about 20 different stupid tasks. Then they get to the last one and it says, ignore everything you read previously. Men fail to understand the nuances in instructions. We're really, really bad at it because what we want to do is to do something because we believe doing something is better than doing nothing. But as the Japanese say, to take no action is an action. And it's the reason why when men are trying to assemble something, they won't read the instruction manual because we're experts at everything. That's just the way we are. I, look, in terms of supporting female traders, and from my perspective as someone who's worked with a woman for over two decades, it's to, to play devil's advocate or, or to take a contrary position. It, it's not up to me to support someone. It's up to me to create an environment, though, where they can fulfil all the things they want to do. That, that's what a supportive partner does. This is where I run into trouble, and it's, it's where I have a clash of opinions with people because my opinion is quite binary on this. If you have a partner to whom you have described your aims, ambitions, all the things you want to do, and they don't support it, guess what? You've got the wrong friggin' partner. And whilst I don't want to, you know, collapse into the arena of marriage guidance or whatever, if you're a female trader and, and you're married to a peanut who, who can't see beyond the end of their own shriveled up manhood and allow you to be the person you want to be, you've got the wrong partner. And, and the bottom line is, give them the arse. So the first trading step you should take is to trade them in and trade them in for an empty space because an empty space will be better than having a space filled with a non-supportive dickhead. Maureen Pound is a business coach and founder of Communicate for Greatness and she consistently shares relatable content about empowering women to make the correct money decisions and being responsible for their own actions. Maureen, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Hi, Caroline. Nice to have you here. Maureen, what have you noticed in terms of coaching men and women when it comes to money and their attitude to it? Well, it's been very interesting for me. I've been coaching both men and women over 15 years and I see a definite pattern. When he, when men come to see me in the first session, they're setting goals and the goals will invariably be around money or there'll be a measure around money, um, whether it's for their work or business. And women just don't raise it. I have to draw it out of them. They, they're all about helping others and what they can do for the world rather than they, they almost feel like mentioning money for themselves um, is a really uh, negative thing to do. It's about, it's about connection and making a difference and having impact 
Um, but the thing is, they can have a huge impact in the in the world if they're not making money as well. So, what key advice would you give to women around being successful financially? Um, the key advice that I would give is to set your bar high. I know there's a glass ceiling out there that, um, in a lot of ways, has been you know put, put there by corporations and by men. But I think women also do it to themselves. Um, another thing I've noticed, if someone comes in and they're earning 80 grand a year and they start a business, guess what they go for? 80 grand a year. So it's like this, your, this, the self, their own self-worth is, um, is caught up in this amount of money that they think they're worth. So I always say, you know, go, um, go high and also don't necessarily make it about the money. You know, for me, a few years ago, I'm a solo mum and I wanted to take my kids on a trip to Disneyland because I didn't have the opportunity to go on a plane till I was 20. So I had to plan, you know, so it gave me a goal that was about money, but it was really about more than money. So my advice is um, to aim high, but also make it more than just about the money. Okay, so Maureen, you've done well. You've got three investment properties. You've raised two IVF kids on your own. You've got your own successful business. Let's hear about you. What have been some of the secrets you've had to your success? Um, well, I was someone who um, historically I'd get money and I'd just spend it, even at uni. Oh, I've got some money. Let's go to Bali or let's, you know, let's have a trip. Um and so what I've learned over the years that, and I'm, you know, I, I majored in, in humanities and English lit and philosophy and, you know, I wasn't into commerce or anything, so, or accounting, um, but, I, but what I have learned over the years that the, the more closely I keep an eye on it, um, the better it is. It's like getting your head out of the sand and, and having that reality check and having it often because a lot of research has shown that people who look at their money weekly um, have more success than people who look at it, say, monthly or bi-monthly. And I don't mean you have to go, oh, I'm not going to have, you know, how many coffees have I had this week? But just to, you know, look at the general themes around what you're doing with your money um, and also invest, always have money to invest, whether it's in properties or shares or um, something that's really investing in you and your future. Um, and the other advice that I have is, um, a lot of women are really good at pairing for things like um, holidays. They'll do all this planning around their holiday or they're getting married and they'll, they'll do all this extent, a year's worth of planning around their holiday for one event. Um, and I know your weddings and your holidays are important, but also um, how about making um, money uh, a project for yourself? So, so have projects so that they have um, endpoints. Um, Such and, as? Yeah, yeah, so, so treat it as a, as a project. In what way? What do you mean by that? Um, so, for instance, if you did want to, um, you know, what's the key thing that you want? So, so um, don't just plan the holiday. Plan the savings for the holiday, all the things you have to do to get it as well. It's like the, the money aspect. And what's really important in your life? So if you want to have, you know, work less, what needs to happen in that project to allow you to be able to do that rather than just being some pipe dream. So what's the most empowering thing women can do for themselves financially? Um, I think um, the most empowering thing that they can do is take control for themselves. And you know what, this, this is probably very politically incorrect to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. I really do feel a lot of women 
do are still living in La La Land thinking that some man is going to come along and save them. And even really strong women sometimes have this thing that, you know, there'll be so, or there's someone there. I work with women who start businesses and a lot of those businesses remain hobbies because they always feel like they've got the backup support of their husband. Really? Um, yes. So it's like they have to have, you know, a yearning and a hunger and take control for themselves to just go for it. So what's your parting piece of advice to women around money? Um, Go for it. Don't say no. Don't take no for an answer. You will be discriminated against. I can tell you, banks do no, do not like single women with anonymous derm, sperm donor children um, who have their own business. So they're going to say no to me straight up all the time, and I just don't listen to no. I always find um, find a way. So uh, you too can find a way. You may not look good on paper. Um, you may not a lot, you know, have be doing a lot with your money now, um, but you can. You've just got to be determined and go for it. So, give us an archetype of a woman who is in charge of her own money and knows what's going on. What's going on for her? What qualities would you use to describe her and her psyche? Um, I would think that um, she is quite brave, uh, and she's quite resilient, and so she she fails all the time, and it doesn't matter. Like she just picks herself up and, well, that bank said no. Okay, what what next? What's really important here? So, and a lot of women are this in other areas of their lives, um, but sometimes around their money they're not. So I just encourage you to, you are already that person, just move it across into the, you know, the financial area of your life as well. And when women do pick up this baton, what do they look like? Um, I love that analogy. Thank you for that, Caroline. They're every shape and size under the sun. They're every nationality. They're every age. They are, and they don't have to run fast. They can move very slowly. Um, Some of them will be sprinters and need a break. Others will be, you know, marathon runners. um, And others will be dawdlers. And it doesn't matter, um, but you've just got to move. Why doesn't failure matter? Uh, because that is what makes us who we are. That's how we survive in the world, through failing. You know, we all know the old um, analogy of the child always um, falling over. That in itself is a failure, to the, the toddler falling over, but it's only how you see it. The child doesn't, doesn't, doesn't analyse it and say, I'm a bad person because I fell over 10 times today, whereas I think we're very hard on ourselves. Um, and we care too much about what other people think of us as well. So, um, and the thing is, it's also, you know, it's also we're just trying to keep ourselves safe. So it's, you know, it's physiological, it's biological. But I really think that you've just got to aware, be aware, have an awareness around that and know that you falling over and failing is okay. And guys, stay tuned for next week's episode because over the next couple of weeks, we've got a really exciting interview with none other than Oprah's executive producer, Sherry Salata. And it is so exciting to hear Sherry Salata speak about her time at the Oprah Winfrey Show and what she's done since. I'm Caroline Stephen. Have a wonderful week in the markets. See you next week for Sherry. And just before we go, here's a word from Louise Bedford. Make sure you're subscribed to This Talking Trading podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcast.
It makes the world of difference to our ratings. We have produced hundreds of messages for you now in this show, so we are so happy that this podcast is scoring so highly. This community means the world to us, and I'm sure it does to you too. Have a great week. The views represented on Talking Training are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.